The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hey, welcome everybody. Great to have you here this Sunday at BCA. This is a very special Sunday for us. Not only are we going to continue our series through Psalm 23, but it's also what we call our Compassion First Sunday, where we talk about how compassion is really our first priority as representatives of Jesus Christ. So let's go ahead and dive in. I want to pick up where we left off last week as we introduced the very, very first message in this series from the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, that is one of the most familiar phrases in all the Bible. Uh, Even people that don't study the Bible very much know that phrase. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you were with us last Sunday on Mother's Day, you know we talked about those first four words. Lord is my shepherd. And how each of them are so important. The word Lord is the word Yahweh and appears uh, over 6,000 times in the Old Testament to uh, designate the uh, attribute, character traits of God. He is the great I am. The word is talks about his presence. It's not um, he will be or he was. No, I am the Lord. I am God. And that's a powerful, powerful thing to think about. The word my talks about the personal nature of the good shepherd. He is your, he is my good shepherd. Uh, We're we're not uh, nameless people. We're not uh, uh, a statistic. He knows us. He cares about us. He uh, loves us more than we'll ever know. And then, of course, the word shepherd. We talked a lot about that last time. You know, the shepherd is uh, denoted in John chapter 10. Jesus is the good shepherd. And it says there that that he knows us, uh, that he cares about us, that he'll provide and he'll protect us. What a powerful thing to think about when we think about the fact that the God of the universe, the the creator of the cosmos, the Lord God Almighty, he knows us. He knows us by name. We're not just a digit. He knows everything about you. He he cares for us. He cares about your dreams, your aspirations, your, your dreams, your wants. And he will provide for you and he'll protect you. Whatever you need, the ancient shepherd provided and protected the the sheep kept out the predators and and led them to find pure drink and to find green grass. The Lord is my shepherd. I want to look at the next phrase here today, and that is the phrase, I shall not want. I shall not want. 
But I want you to know how intrinsically the first phrase and the second phrase are connected. I shall not want doesn't exist in a vacuum. The reason I shall not want is because the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus makes all the difference in the world in every conceivable way. The Lord, Jesus is the good shepherd. Because he is my good shepherd, because he is my Lord, my savior, I shall want or need or lack of anything. I have everything that I possibly can need. It's a powerful principle that we see stated over and over and over in scripture. I mentioned last week that it would be a wonderful study for you to write down as a thought and then carry it out sometime to look at all of the uh, incidences in the Old Testament and New Testament where God provided for his people. I mean, over and over again. You know, God provided protection for Daniel when he was in the lion's den. Uh, he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. You know, he uh, provided manna from heaven and, and quail and, and water from the rock. And we could go on and on. I alluded last uh, week to the fact that um, uh, Noah had an ark. And Moses had an ark, you know, the, the, the basket of reeds. Um, uh, Jonah had an ark, you know, the big fish. And we have an ark. Jesus uh, is our ark, if you will. He saved us when we were drowning in a sea of sin. So throughout the scripture, there's just so many uh, references of the Lord providing, and we see that in Jesus as our good shepherd. When I think of Psalm 23, verse 1, the very, very first verse in this very famous psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, it reminds me of really one of the major themes connected to this first part of the psalm, and that is I don't have to worry. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I don't need to worry. Just like the ancient shepherd with the sheep, the sheep seemed to subconsciously know that, that the shepherd would lead him out every morning, take him to green grass, use his rod and staff to drive away predators, rescue a fallen lamb, help him find cool, still water to drink, and at the end of the day, lead them back safely in the protection of the fold. As long as they were in the care of the good shepherd, everything would be okay. And in Matthew chapter 6, we read a very similar, similar uh, scripture where we're reminded that we don't need to worry. That if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he's going to provide everything that we need. Let's take a look at some of these words. Therefore, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or what your body will wear. Is not life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or sow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for every day has worry and trouble of its own. Because Jesus is my good shepherd, I shall not want. I don't need to worry. It says here that the necessities of life will be provided to me. Not luxuries, but necessities. Food and drink and clothing. You could even put shelter in there. God will provide what we need if we seek him first. We don't need to worry. Our needs, not wants, but our needs will be provided. That's a promise of God. He will meet my basic needs. 
He'll provide my basic needs. But I need to seek him first. I need to put him first. The promise of God, I'll provide your basic needs, is connected to the truth that I need to put him first. If I don't put him first, then everything's up for grabs at that point. I think about Psalm 23. I think about scriptures like Matthew 6. I think about the incredible privilege and joy that I have in knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and my Good Shepherd. And to know that because he is my Good Shepherd, I do not want or lack of anything. And I'm also reminded of another part that Scripture talks to us about. Not only is he our Good Shepherd and provides everything we need, but here's what God wants to do. He wants to meet your needs and he wants to meet the needs of other people through you. And that's what I want us to talk about for the remainder of our time together today. He not only wants to meet our needs, but he wants to meet the needs of other people through us. As followers of Christ, as carriers of compassion, as people who are disciples who want to live, love, and lead like Jesus, we need the love and compassion and empathy of Christ to flow through us to touch other precious people. Is that your desire? Is that your heart? I know that it is. On this Compassion First Sunday, we want to raise the flag of living, loving, and leading like Jesus. Jesus put it this way. He said, they will know you are my disciples. They will know you are Christians by your love. By your love. John chapter 13. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. John chapter 15. Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. Throughout Scripture, we are challenged over and over again, don't just talk about it. Don't just talk about it. Talk is cheap. Be about it. Faith without action. Faith without uh, action is useless, James tells us. Notice the Scripture in James 2, 14 to 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothing and food. If one of you says to them, hey, go in peace, keep warm, be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is that? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. One of the foundation scriptures of the work that we do at the Bethany Compassion Center is Matthew chapter 25. And it's in that very famous passage that Jesus says to his listeners, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I needed clothing, you provided it. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was a prisoner and you came to visit me. And they were startled. They said, Lord, what in the world did we ever do that for you? And he said, as you have done it to the least of these, my brothers, you have done it to me. As you've done it to other people, the least of these, people who are struggling, suffering, we talk a lot about how the least of these are not people who are less valuable. They're people who are more vulnerable. And that is a very, very important principle to really sink your teeth into here today. There are wonderful, valuable people in our community that are extraordinarily vulnerable. They don't have the food that you enjoy. They they don't have the shelter you and, you and I enjoy. They, they don't have some of the basic necessities that we enjoy. And as uh, carriers of compassion, as people of Christ, we need to do everything we possibly can, everything we possibly can, 
to share the love of Jesus in tangible ways and to reach out and be a hand up, bring a hand up to those who are feeling vulnerable at this particular point in time. And so I want us to take a few moments to talk about things in a very practical way as a church family. How can we be faithful? How can we answer God's call to carry compassion to people who are vulnerable, people who need a hand up, people who need to receive an expression, a tangible expression of Jesus' love? So you received as you came in this incredible brochure that really highlights a bunch of uh, ministry that happens here at BCA through the BCC. And you'll notice six different categories that we have uh, organized our outreach through. The hungry, the homeless, the vulnerable, the hurting, under-resourced, the sick. And there are many different ministries that are active and engaged in meeting needs within our community. I want to encourage you to take this, study it, pray about it, put it up somewhere where you will see it often and make it really a, a focus of prayer. You read some of the quotes in that uh, piece there about uh, the number of, of hungry, the number of homeless, uh, the incredible number of, uh, of people that don't have adequate health care. The needs in our community are extraordinary. And Christ has called us to do something about that. You look at the ESL classes, helping people learn English so they can improve their skills and get better jobs. You read about the weekend food bags. We used to call them backpacks, where we're filling it with food and taking it to children and youth and families in need. You read about crisis care and, and the advocacy work we do and reaching out to people one at a time, personally, uh, with relationship. So many ways that we can be involved. I'm going to invite John and Christy to come up at this time. Uh, John directs the Bethany Compassion Center, and Christy is our program coordinator. And these guys uh, make it all happen. They make it all happen. Give them a big hand. Yeah, big applause, standing ovation. Let's do the wave. Um, we just appreciate, uh, I appreciate these friends so much and uh, the, the work they do. Uh, they feel it to their toes. They are all in on compassion. Uh, they just have a heart of love and devotion for people. It's just amazing. And uh, Christy, maybe you could share a little bit about the, the new ministry, the MANA project that we have going. Let everybody in on that. Well, just a mile and a half from here and a few blocks from the Compassion Center, a new affordable housing apartments just opened up in the last couple of weeks. So um, this apartment, these apartments will be home to 67 families with kids in the Everett School District who are currently transitioning out of homelessness. So for the last few weeks, we've been sending volunteers with a housewarming gift of a box of food to fill their cupboards and a card welcoming them to the neighborhood. And our vision for this program is that this would become a monthly outreach, that each and every month we would go there and bring a bag of food towards the end of the month when food stamps tend to run down and help bridge a gap for those who are already trying to stretch their dollars. And our belief and our prayer is that as we continue to build relationships and provide this tangible gift of food, we're gonna have opportunities con to connect them to the hope and the life that Jesus offers. Wow, that is really exciting. Uh, you know, a dream of ours is just to touch people where the need is and just to let them know that we care. And uh, what's more profound than helping families with food, right? 
and here's a brand new opportunity that just has opened up to us. We also have a really cool uh, opportunity to help people in the medical area. John, why don't you share that with folks? Sure. One of our great partners is Lahai Health, and uh, starting on Thursday, June 22nd, at Bethany Compassion Center, we're going to be providing a free health care clinic uh, to serve the uninsured. So think about uh, needing health care, not having any options, and all of a sudden you can come to a place and you and your loved ones can receive uh, free uh, medical care. And while uh, folks are there, uh, we're going to have uh, up to 15 volunteers Whoa. that are there helping process uh, individuals and families and uh, just building relationships, learning about the needs in their lives, helping them to connect uh, to other important programs that have already been mentioned. Uh, it's really amazing to see how far uh, God has brought us as a compassion center. And to be able to provide health care now is wow. just uh, uh, incredible. Yeah, that's a brand new level of uh, ministry opportunity. I'm just so excited to see how God uses that. You know, one of the things we've been involved in, guys, quite a while is uh, working with the schools. And, uh, you know, there's new layers of opportunity happening there. Uh, Christy, what are some things you're excited about? Well, we're really excited that the schools are reaching out to us and recognizing the value of just having the faith community involved and investing in their youth. And so we've been uh, taking part in a weekly prayer walk around one of the schools, just praying over teachers and students in the community. Uh, it's really powerful and just opportunities for lunch monitors and mentors and things like that. I know schools have been really on your heart too, John. What, uh, what are you most excited about? You know, uh, it's no surprise to anyone as food uh, prices increase and things are, you know, just getting more difficult. Uh, the uh, people that are feeling that the most uh, are children. Yeah. And so that's something we need to be thinking about a lot. And so uh, we are continuing to expand our, uh, the way that we're serving children in the area of food. So in four local schools, we're helping children to have enough uh, food to eat for the weekends. And, you know, it's shown statistically that students do better in the classroom. Uh, they, just, they just thrive, and, and for obvious reasons. So uh, it's our uh, commitment to make sure that uh, children in our community uh, have what they need in the area of food. Well, it says right here in the brochure, and this is a stat that we talk about, one in six uh, Washington kids live in a household that struggles with enough food. Uh, we're not talking about a third world country. We're not talking about a missions trip that... Uh, we are, are engaged in on a regular basis around here at BCA. We're talking about right in our backyard. It hardly seems possible, does it? Mm -hmm. So uh, working with the schools is really, really uh, uh, important to us. Uh, one of the things that uh, we talk about a lot is just how thankful we are for the many, many volunteers. And, uh, you know, John, uh, how big a difference do volunteers make at the Compassion Center? Well, the reality is we couldn't <laughs> do this without volunteers. And I don't think you can say thank you enough. We have people that are coming every, uh, daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. and they're just faithfully serving. And we're just uh, so thankful. Amazing yeah. people. You know, and Christy, there's kind of a boomerang effect when it comes to uh, serving, isn't there? There really is. What's, what's so cool is that as we are obedient to doing the thing that like God created us to do and that he called us to do, that as we go out and we're reaching people and meeting needs, God does a great work in us. And uh, it's just really, it's a privilege to get to see that happening in our volunteers and, and the impact that volunteering is having on their life. And in fact, we have a couple of volunteers that want to share just about that experience on a video here today. Good. Let's take a watch, everybody.
Hi, I'm Anne Marie. Um, I volunteer because I love meeting people from different cultures and different places. And I've spent the last 16 years um, immersed in volunteering around the Everett area. First uh, in North Everett with Bhutanese refugees, and they came to this country in 2008. Uh, after a while, I moved on to working with um, Youth for Christ City Life, and they had a program on Casino Road where they worked with middle schoolers and we fed the kids, played some fun games, and talked to them about Jesus. But in each of these volunteer experiences, um, it went far beyond just the normal volunteering. It got, I got to know the families and the individuals and God taught me to um, get rid of my stereotypes of what I thought they were. Each person was an individual and he, um, he taught me to rely on him and not on myself. I always thought I could fix everything, but he taught me there's a lot of situations where I couldn't. When I first started doing my volunteer work with the Bhutanese and with the people, the kids on Casino Road, I always thought I could help them be more like me and teach them the way I taught my kids. And what I realized is our cultures are very different. Um, I was a doer and wanted to get things done and I learned that that doesn't, uh, you know, it, with the Bhutanese I had to have a cup of tea and a meal before we could even start working on the thing I had planned for the day. With um, the City Life kids there was just a lot of chaos in their lives, um, things that we can't imagine. Parents had to work a couple of jobs and um, trauma in their lives. And so what I thought was easy, like getting up for school on time, was, had a whole different you know, significance in their lives. So I had to learn to accept people as they were and work at their time frame and not on my time frame and um, um, love them. God taught me most importantly, love them anyways. You know, every time I got frustrated or ready to quit, uh, he always had a lesson for me to love them anyways. Uh, I feel like that being at the Compassion Center, this is where I can use the gifts that he's given me to really serve and, and love people. I thought that when I came here, that I was I was coming here to serve and bless people. And But for every person I bless, God blesses me 10 times over. And so it brings a joy in my heart and it keeps me, it keeps me going, it keeps me joyful and, and I just love it here. For all of our wonderful volunteers, thank you John and Christy, appreciate it very much. We appreciate each of our volunteers and all that you do to make uh, the ministry happen. Um, you know, we just talked about some of the ongoing ministries of the Compassion Center. What are some new emerging ones? You know, what I want to talk about for a few moments are is what we really need to focus on right now. Uh, and today we want to do a couple of things. Number one, we want to take an offering here in a moment as we close the service. And uh, you can give online, you can uh, give, uh, you know, at, in the, at the boxes in the back or the buckets as they pass. And I just want to encourage you to, uh, to give generously to people in need. Here's the reality. It takes $10,000 every single month, every single month, just to provide 200 what we used to call backpacks and now large bags of meals to uh, children in school that otherwise are not going to have food on the weekend. That's nine months out of the year. Um, $10,000, 200 times $50 a, a bag. Very generous uh, meal bags. 
And uh, many of you for many years have been involved in providing one or two or three or four or five of those every single month. And I want to say a huge thank you. It's making a difference one by one, touching the lives of children, youth, and their families. Today we want to uh, reach for the stars and uh, receive a very special, generous offering that doesn't stay in the church. It goes out to meet human need right here in our community. Would you consider sponsoring a family or two or three? Again, 200 every month. Uh, maybe you could do five. Maybe you could do 10. Maybe you could do 15. Maybe you could do one. Maybe you could do half of one. I want to encourage you to consider that as we uh, take that offering in a little bit. It uh, will mean the world to many. The other thing I want to challenge us all to do is to give on a monthly basis. May I encourage you to go to the app or go online or go to the Compassion Center website and you can set up a recurring gift where you can give 10, 15, 20, 25 dollars every single month. I know there are people in our church family that give hundreds of dollars every month and more and uh, some give less and you do what you can do. But I want to encourage you to add caring for the needy, uh, providing a hand up, reaching out to the poor, reaching children, youth, and uh, single moms as we consider our giving. You know, I put together just a little visual because this helps me. I often ask myself, you know, what is possible? What is possible through a congregation our size? What's possible in our community? What is the need? How does that compare to what's possible? And, uh, you know, I think this is really possible if we step out in faith. Imagine just 10 people giving $200 a month. That's $2,000. 20 people giving 100 a month, 40 giving $50 a month, 80 giving $25 a month. That's $8,000 of increased contributions that we can then disseminate through the Bethany Compassion Center to reach human need. If you're not presently giving on a monthly basis, would you pray about it? Would you pray about it? Uh, that's up to you and the Lord, but I want to encourage you to join us on this journey of faith. Uh, I know the money is in our congregation. The only tricky thing, John and Christy, it's in everybody's bank account, and I'm not quite sure how to get into their bank account. But uh, the best that I can do is just present the challenge, pray like there's no tomorrow, and ask you to pray, and my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will communicate to your heart and convict you of the need and the opportunity you have. I see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to be generous and to meet needs in our own backyard. The other thing that I want you to uh, carefully consider, besides giving a cash offering, becoming a, a part of our monthly giving team, I want you to receive this brochure that I have the ushers hand out right now. This is a specially designed brochure that I want you to take and place in the hand of somebody outside our church family for a couple of reasons. One is to communicate the ministry and vision and mission of the Bethany Compassion Center, and then also, where appropriate, to invite other businesses or other people outside of BCA to contribute to the work of the Compassion Center uh, on a monthly basis, hopefully. Uh, now, here's the reality. There are wonderful organizations in our community, many, 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 but it's going to take all of us. It's not, not one is going to get it all done. We need to all get involved, and that's the vision, the dream behind the Compassion Center is we come alongside other incredible need-meeting organizations, and we do the part that we can play. They do the part they can play. Others do their part, and when we take it together, lives are touched, lives are helped, lives are changed. So the Bethany Compassion Center is uniquely situated uh, on, at the center of our city, of, of our community, of our county. And I just want to encourage you to do all that you can. If everybody in our church family took this little simple brochure 
and took it to someone and helped them find a way to become involved, this thing would explode in a really awesome way. So I want to encourage you to consider that. You know, as we uh, kind of turn uh, the final corner and kind of head down the final stretch, I just want to recap what I want you to really pray and think about. Again, Christ has called us. Are we going to answer the call of Jesus as a church family to reach the needs of our community, to show God's love in practical ways, to live, love, and lead like Jesus? Or for us, is it just rhetoric? Is it just words? Faith without action is, de- is useless, James said. Jesus said, when you do all these things for others, the least of these, you're doing it as unto me. Let's be found faithful. During our series on Lent, we talked about uh, the importance of giving alms. If you turn to Matthew chapter 6, the first uh, few verses, you'll read about giving to the poor. That's almsgiving. And it's interesting that we said back then, and I say again now, Jesus, when he was teaching on this, he said, when you give, not if you give, and he was talking about giving to the poor, when you fast, not if you fast, he was counting on us fasting. And when you pray, not if you pray, he was banking on the fact that we were going to get serious about Christianity 101, which is all about prayer. He says, when you do these fundamental essentials of Christian faith, when you do those, you are honoring me. And I want to encourage you, if you have not yet thought about making almsgiving, giving to the poor, needy, through the Bethany Compassion Center, would you consider doing that? Give on a monthly basis. You know, give each month. Uh, it's been our conviction, at least in mine, to give our tithe and then to give uh, significant gifts every month to the Compassion Center and to global missions. Uh, we believe really fundamentally that in different ways the Scripture encourages us to be active participants certainly to give our tithe, that's the starting point, but then to give to meet human need in our community and then to give to help people around the world, our community and beyond, to reach them with the good news of God's love. Uh, How you do that is entirely up to you, but would you pray about asking God to give you a conviction to give to the needy? That's what we're talking about here today. Volunteer and serve where you can. Attend our fundraising banquet here on November 11th going to be a very special banquet. We want you to be a part of that. Uh, Become a compassion partner. That's the giving monthly part of the BCA family. Uh, Consider finding a community partner. Those are people outside our church family that we want to tell about the Compassion Center. And then consider also finding a church partner. Maybe you know of friends that go to another church. Maybe they would like to hear about the Compassion Center. Many different ways that you can play a really important role. We're going to take a very special offering as we close this service, and I'm going to have the ushers prepare themselves right now. And as they come down, I want to encourage you with just a couple of final reminders. Consider giving a very generous gift to provide backpacks, we call them now meal bags, that we're going to give to children, to youth, and their families. 200 every single month. Maybe you could do one for 50 bucks, a half of one for 25 bucks. Ask God to give you a vision for that. Secondly, I want to encourage you to uh, schedule your giving, as we talked about, online. I want to pray over this offering, then we're going to receive it, and then we're going to close in a special way. Lord, I thank you for the work of the Bethany Compassion Center, and I also thank you for the collective work we as a church family share in here at BCA. The Bethany Compassion Center was born out of the heart 
and vision and dream of this church family to not just be talkers, but to be doers, to be proactive players in changing the landscape, financially, spiritually, and otherwise, for many precious families and individuals. God, I pray that you'll move in our hearts individually, sovereignly, challenge us, give us a conviction to be participants, not just consumers, but contributors. I pray you'll challenge us deeply, Lord. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you as you give. Those online, you can give online. You can give through the app. Uh, there's an envelope in the seat back in front of you. You can fill that out, put a gift in there, put it in the black box as you leave. You can give it in the, uh, the, the boxes, baskets that are being passed around. There's kiosks around the church. Many ways to participate. If you're not ready at this moment, uh, there's still ways that you can participate. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to close with just this uh, final brief little video that really showcases the heart of the BCC. It's all about individual people and developing individual relationships with individuals. It's not just numbers or masses or, you know, nameless faces. It's one-on-one -on -one people. How can we be the hands, the head, the heart, the extension of Jesus Christ to precious individuals. Listen to Jessica as she shares with one of our incredible moms in the single mom ministry. Let's watch. Hi, my name is Jessica and I'm here with my friend Heather. I lead the single moms group at BCC and I love what I do. I was a single mom for a time, a season in my life and I, we started this group because when I was in that season, I really wish I had a support group like the one we have now, somewhere where I could learn life skills, learn about budgeting, if I had parenting questions, um, and how to be empowered through God. And so, Heather, what does a typical Wednesday look like? Well, usually we show up and there's snacks and if there's a new person that week, we introduce ourselves and we start with prayer and then we dive into what we're learning that week. Um, this week we are talking about the empowerment and purpose of a woman, which is so inspiring and it's just great to learn and discuss the Word of God together. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So how has a community like this impacted you? Um, it's been amazing. It's really hard to go through a season like this and just to be able to, to go weekly and be a part of a group of women that can relate and pray for you is just really encouraging. Good. Awesome. And what would you say to a single parent that is struggling right now? I would just say don't give up hope. Lean into God. Just know that He's with you during this difficult season. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I just want to say how proud I am of you and Maddie and how much I love you guys so much. And it's been amazing and life-changing even for me just to see how you've grown um, into the woman that you are. You. And I really mean that. I'm not just saying it for the thank camera. You. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> hey, thank you everybody for being here. And uh, we just so appreciate you being a part of our service. May God bless you. And I just want to encourage you to be praying with us about our collective work and how we can make a difference in our community. God bless you.